Tomorrow night we will be in Shul for Yom Kippur. And uh, it seems to me that the time goes faster and faster every year through Elo, Nashashana, Assassinate Truva. And now that's it. It's, a, it's Mamish Erev Yom Kippur. Tomorrow night already is Yom Kippur. That's a Mamish at the end of the process. And there is something magical, metaphysical about Yom Kippur. It starts with Yom Kippur. You come in, you see the white parochas and the beam is white, everything's white. But when you hit Yom Kippur, and everybody comes in a kittel, and they're talasim, and they come back whole nidre, and they bring out all the Sifrei Torah with their white mantloch, and everybody stands around, and there's just something awe-inspiring. You feel something special taking place. There's something happening that's greater than anything we have experienced. And there are many things, like I say, that move us. And for me, there is one moment in Yom Kippur that hits me in an extremely powerful way. And that is at night and the next morning when we come to Kriya Shema. So of course everybody says with tremendous kavano, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echod. And then there's that momentary pause. And everyone says, Baruch Shem Kavod Machusol Elam Vahed. And I feel so guilty saying it out loud. Because we never say it out loud. I have said Kriya Shema with different of my children throughout the years as they've been growing up. And invariably, yes, some of them do different things. Some of them actually do all of the, they have all kinds of different, you know, uh, motions that they do. There's a sometimes. The reason bedtime takes three to four hours in my house. You know, this is one of the quieter moments. You know what I mean? It's like the actual Shema presentation, you know, with the props and everything. But, uh, but, everyone, but when they say the Shema, no matter how they say the Shema, when they come to Ruch Shem they go. Nothing. And if you even whisper it along, Ruch Shem you don't say that. And there's this tremendous feeling of like, yeah, they're right. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. And when it comes to Yom Kippur, and we suddenly reach this moment where we proclaim as loudly as we could proclaim, So we understand that we're like Malachim, and the Malachim, when we say Shema, they respond, but there's plenty of things about Malachim to say that don't really bother us that much to say. Kadosh, 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 Hashem, Svagoyz, Baruch, Hatzvodah. Anyone, it bothers anyone to say that? We say it nice and loud, we sing it, you know, we got, Baruch, Hashem, and Kaimai, we have no problem. Yeah? It's, it's, it's tremendous. Yeah, we say it all the stuff, no problem. I welcome to say, suddenly, because Baruch, Hashem, Kaimai, terrified. What is, what is the danger? Which I think leads me to the next question. What does it mean? And you should be surprised how many people I asked this week. You say 
like today? What does it mean? And everyone gave me one of the following three answers. Those who are a little older quoted the Birnbaum. <laughs> Blessed be the name of His glorious majesty forever and ever. Those who are a little more intense quoted me the Matsuda. Blessed is His name whose glorious kingdom is forever and ever. And of course the Hamon Am quoted me the Art Scroll. <laughs> Blessed is the name of His glorious kingdom for all eternity. And to each person I ask the same question. What does that mean? You know, the name of God's glorious kingdom should be blessed. Problem? <laughs> well, how, what, is that, what is the name of God's glorious kingdom? What is it? What's the name? Glorious kingdom. What does that mean? The kingdom should be glorious. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> this in general is a problem. When we, who are not native Hebrew speakers... And by the way, I asked some native Hebrew speakers, you know, Ma Perush, Ruch Shem Kavod Malchusod Rum Vaed, Perum Shet, you know, Hashem Shakvod Malchutot, Sarichoyot, you know, Rum Vaed. You ever get one of those things with the running Hebrew translations? They're like, you know, Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Hashem. Thank you very much. You know, so what does this, what does this mean? And you'd be surprised how many people, what does that mean? Blessed be the name of the glorious kingdom forever and ever. What, what are we saying? And why, maybe that's the reason we whisper it. Because we're embarrassed, we don't know what we're saying. You know what I'm saying? But of course, if that was the case, we'd be whispering most of Davening. So, uh, what is there? What is there that is, that is being said in Brook Shem Kavod Machazulam Ed that is such a problem? So to understand this, I think it's important to get the source for Brook Shem Kavod Machazulam Ed. And we all know it. The Torah brings it down in, uh, in uh, Simon Samachalaf of Hilchus Kriyushma. And he just about quotes in total the uh, Gemara in Tzachim on Daphnun Vav. Rashi brings it down. We all know this famous Gemara. Kedidosh Rav Shimon ben Lakish Rav Shimon ben Lakish Vayikra Yaakov Obanov Bikesh Yaakov Legalis Kate Sayamin Libanov Yaakov wanted to reveal the time of the final redemption. When his talk we went to Shechina, and the Shechina left him. He lost his power of Nevoah, his prophecy, the divine spirit, flew away. <coughs> so what does he say? Maybe there's some lack in my descendants, Kavram, of the Abba, like my grandfather Avram, my grandfather wasn't able to uh, give the final case and do whatever he was supposed to do because Yishmael came out of him, there was something lacking. Esau had something lacking. Yitzchak had an Esau that was lacking. I must be lacking something. There must be something wrong with my children. Amar when his children saw this, they said, Shema Yisrael, Yisrael slash Yaakov. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. they said, Kishem she'en belibcha ela echad, kachem belibbeinu ela echad. Just like you, Father, Yisrael, have only one? We also have only one. We have only one, Akash Baruch 
מיד פוסח יעקב אבינו ואומר ברוך שם כבוד מלכוסו ילום ועד. And therefore he responded ברוך שם כבוד מלכוסו ילום ועד. To which the Gemara now doesn't understand. Because when we say Kriya Shema, what right do we have to add in that line, Baruch Shem Kovach Zolom Be'ed, we are saying the paragraph of Shema as it appears in the Torah. And in the Torah, it does not say that line, Baruch Shem Kovach Zolom Be'ed. How could we interpose it? For whatever reason, Moshe left it out. So the answer to that is... Yeah, so... Therefore, Yaakov said, since it's left out of the Torah, you can say it, but say it quietly. That's the reason we say it quietly. It's not really part of the Torah. Okay, that's it. It's like a princess. This is the marshal. You've got you to follow this marshal. This is the marshal of why we say in a whisper. Marshal, to a princess, she spelled something that was being cooked, whether it was a pudding or the Metorgamon says, uh, some sort of uh, whatever it is. No, so she was suffering from what desire of wanting to have this. And therefore, for whatever reasons why this was inappropriate for her, so the servant brought it to her secretly. How that marshal corresponds to what we're talking about, I'm unclear. But that's the marshal they brought as to why we say it in an undertone. For whatever reason, Moshe Rabbeinu decided to leave it out, Yaakov put it in, and so we said it in an undertone. We whisper it. Now this is interesting because we say in the Piyutim and Rosh Hashanah that Hashem hears whispers too. I don't know why he couldn't hear this. But the Seder, maybe we're just trying to give a simon that we don't want anyone to realize, mix it up, okay. Of course, the question is, if all year, the reason we don't say, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus out loud, is because Moshe didn't write it in the Torah, then how come on Yom Kippur, we say it out loud? Moshe didn't write it in the Torah on Yom Kippur. Why all of a sudden come Yom Kippur, we say it out loud? And when you, the Torah comes... The Hilchas Yom Kippurim. He gives a completely different answer. He doesn't give that answer. He doesn't mention Yaakov Avinu. He doesn't mention Moshe leaving it out. He doesn't mention an undertone. In um, the, the Torah, in Rechaim Sim, in Toph Reish Yud Tes, he says the following, In Ashkenaz, they had the minute to say, on Yom Kippur, Baruch Shem Kvod Machosom out loud. The Samach Ladava Bemedrashrabba, the Pashat Baskhanam. And the reason why they said it out loud is based on a Medrash in Dvarim Rabba. Kisha Allah Moshe Lakiya, when Moshe Bina went up to Shamayim, 
שם המלכי השער שהיו מקלסים להקדוש ברוך הוא ברוך שם כבוד מלכוסי רם ועד When Moshe went up to Shemayim, he heard the Malachim praising Hashem with this formula. Bruch Shem Kvom Akzorim Ba'ed. The Horebo Yisrael. And he took it down to B'nai Yisrael. He overheard the Malachim saying it. And he took it back down. He said, listen guys. Listen what the Malachim say. Okay? Bruch Shem Kvom Akzorim Ba'ed. Lema'a Davadayme. Now listen to the Moshe. The Moshe was unbelievable. This is comparable to someone who stole some beautiful piece of jewelry from the king's palace for Nasrullah Yishka. He gives it to his wife. The only wear it in the house. Because you know, I stole it from the king. And if anyone sees it, we'll be in serious trouble. L'chein... That's why all year we say it quietly because we stole it from the Malach and we don't want them to hear. So we whisper it. They can't hear. With all those wings fluttering. <laughs> Their hearing is affected. You understand? Of course, now we're like Malachim on Yom Kippur, and so they think that we're one of them. And I don't get it, you see. So now we can say it out loud. Out loud? Outlandish. Does this make any sense? Does this make any sense? First of all, what do you mean Moshe Rabbeinu stole from the Malachim? Yaakov Avinu already said it. Not only did Yaakov Avinu already say it, but Moshe Rabbeinu chose to leave it out. The whole reason we said in Hilchus Kriyashma that we have to whisper it is because Moshe Rabbeinu left it out. Now, when it comes to Yom Kippur, Moshe Rabbeinu stole it from Malachim and we whisper it because that's why he was in we got it. Until Yom Kippur comes and then we dress up in our kippah so Malachim think we're one of them and we say it out loud. I don't understand what exactly the Torah is trying to say. Now let's get let's get a simple reason. Let's just get simple now, okay? That's all right. What's that? That's emotion. Right? I'm sharing with you from my heart. Now, Yom Kippur, you know what I mean? You get emotional states. That's why somebody said to me, you know what I mean? I don't understand. You have to get up early for sleep. It's a hard Saturday chuba. You understand? An extra forty minutes, forty-five minutes, whatever it is. People who engage in personal hygiene, forty-eight minutes, whatever it is. You know what I mean? You have to get up. You have to get up early. You get the shul. You work around. You're like half asleep the whole day. Is this really a good idea? I said, sure. Sleep deprivation is an important part of your preparation for Yom Kippur. It, it, it reaches down, so when it comes time to do tshuva, you know, you're really like, you know, you're half asleep and you're hungry and you're starving and standing all day. If you don't do tshuva now, boy, you're going to really get it. So, uh, so I really think it's part of the whole festival spirit. But in any event, so, uh, so what is this? But to say that, let's, let's talk in standard, standard lumbish terms, the way we always do. What's the reason the Torah says that we say Baruch Shem Kavod Machusoy Lombard in the old undertone. If the reason is like he says, and Hilchus Yom Kippurim, that the reason we say Baruch Shem Kavod Machusoy Lombard in an undertone is because Moshe Rabbeinu stole it, and we don't want the Malachim to hear, so that in Hilchus Krishma he should write the following. And the reason we say Baruch Shem Kavod Machusoy Lombard in an undertone is because we stole it from the Malachim, and we don't want to hear him say it. That's easy, right? If you want to say, like 
it's from Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov said it, and Moshe left it out. So still, there's no reason to say it by Yom Kippur. There's no reason to say it out loud on Yom Kippur. And so someone tried to be with that. They said, well, the Yaakov reason is because of Moshe Rabbeinu. Excuse me, because of Yaakov Avinu. But because it, that won't explain what we say about Lion Kippur, that's why he brought the other medrash. But the two are contradictory, and they don't help you whatsoever. So I don't see what that accomplishes. That's my opinion. Okay. So let's go to our second question, because we obviously have no answer to our first. And that is, what is the reason we say it in an undertone? So let's go to the other, other question. And that is, what does Baruch Shem Kavod Machusoy Romba Ed mean? So, in order to do that, we have to explain each term. The Ram Ed is forever. Thank you. Um, baruch is Baruch. Right? It should be Baruch. Right? Those are easy. The beginning and the end we've got. What's Kavod? So we know Kavod. Kavod is something that we want to give, we want to get, we want, you know, honors, uh, speeches, uh, right? That's nice. What's really Kavod? What's that, the root of Kavod? A covenant is, of course, from the, you know, related to the word, you know, covered, heavy. It's something weighty. It's something serious. That's a serious thing. You understand? Somebody comes up and asks, could you help me move my refrigerator freezer? That's a weighty problem. I don't know. We'll have to see. I could maybe get 10, 15 guys from the yeshiva. We could all move it. You know, or you can get one of these Arabs. I don't know how they do it. They just put it on the back and off they go, you know. Which I have never to my... Yet, I'll be able to understand this. You know what I mean? 18 people take it off the truck. One guy hops it on and drags it up, you know. So, uh, but, but in general, it's a, it's a pretty thing, yeah. The opposite of covered is obviously what? Kalos Roach. Lightheadedness. We don't take something seriously. It's light. You bandy it about. You don't have any respect for it. Right? Something that's, that you mechabe, that is kavod, is something that is serious. In order to give kavod, you have to understand the seriousness of what you're dealing with. The seriousness. So, if you don't appreciate the seriousness of it, how would you not appreciate the seriousness of it? It's easy. If there was a king, and you understood that this man actually, a real king, like they used to have, controlled life and death. You understand? He could give you whatever you want. He had unbelievable riches and powers. You understand? Charles V, you know, when he, when he ran uh, two-thirds of Europe. Guy like that, Louis XIV of France. I mean, a real king. So you went to see him, you wouldn't like slap on the back and say, Louis, how are you? Good to see you. How's everything? Love the crown. You understand? You wouldn't do it. Certainly not more than once. <laughs> you know, anyone who has ever had the privilege of working for a Jewish organization, which means, of course, you're a fundraiser. No matter, no matter what your stated position is, you're a fundraiser, you know what I mean? So, uh, so uh, it's, it's not really fair because you don't even have to work for them to be that. But, uh, so you know now you're going to go and speak to someone who you want to get a large donation from. So... Yeah, how are you? The pleasure. Is it? You don't even need that. You don't even need to see him. Just see his car. You you just watch in this country. It's unbelievable. Alexis goes down the street. There's like a hush. Alexis, look at that. Look at that. Shh. Shh. It's Alexis. Don't talk. <laughs> 
It didn't used to be that way. By the way, this is changing. In Israel, like, I remember 20 years ago, you know, you were embarrassed to buy something. You understand? You, if you got a car, you know what I mean? So, like, somebody would stop, roll down the window and say, How much you pay? And you right away, you start apologizing. I'm in Ola Hadash, I got it in Chuyot, it's not really mine. And my mother lent me the money. Like, How much? And no matter what you say, they say, Ma? Bishwa Oto? You can try this. You know, oh, it's a new sweater. Uh, the old one's caught on fire and it's uh, not really mine. My mother brought it from America. And said, uh, wow, where's this sweater like that go for? Gee, I don't really know. It's, uh, about, you know, I think about $30. $30 for a sweater? No, 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 come here, take a look. He paid $30 for a sweater. So the crowd starts to form. $30? What's the matter? Gold? <laughs> and that's why you just, you're, you know, you're apologetic. You know, I was once in, uh, I'm going back many years, I don't see this anymore, you know, you know, where somebody came to visit and they said, it's interesting how so many apartments in Israel have that same light fixture. You know, that black string with the little light bulb hanging, you know? <laughs> so we made one of those major decorating decisions. We bought one of those, like, you know, paper balls. You know what I mean? Like, we were very proud of it. Someone said, oh, it's time to like a college dormitory room. You're moving up in life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but it was like a big thing, you know. I still have never been able to live down the, the, the time when I painted my, you know, the walls of my house in a color. Because in Israel it's always white. And you paint it in a color and they, they bring in tour groups. Take a look, it's in color. You know? It's not white, you know. Because if it's in a color, you don't have that same experience of being able to take some of the wool with you when you walk away. But it's the lights. <laughs> anyway, it's not important. I'm digressing. So, um... What am I talking about? Covered. <laughs> Covered comes from appreciation. You know you're speaking to somebody great, somebody important. You walk in with a nervousness. You understand, you know. And if somebody else would come by and say, Hey, who's the guy with the funny thing on his head? You'd be like, Ah, that's the king. Are you out of your mind? Are you crazy? Oh, I don't know. I just see this guy. He looks like he's all dressed up. How about if that guy puts you into a cage and starves you to death? Would you appreciate that? Oh, yeah. Impressive, yeah. They're covered. Covered for somebody great. What's a melech? A melech is a king. What's a king? A king, the Rambam tells us, is the unity of Kali Yisrael. The king has the obligation to unite all of the different pieces of Kali Yisrael. The Maharal and Chidusha Agodos on Sanhedrin explains what's the reason that a king can marry 18 wives? Where do you get the number 18 from? So he says, if you picture this world as a cube, right? A metal cube with like panels. Take out the panels. Now the frame is 12 pieces. It'll be 12 pieces, right? Four bars on the top, four on the bottom, four going up, 12 pieces. Put back in the panel another six. Right? That's 18. It means that the king has to be able to unite every far-flung unit of Kaisa. Every aspect of it. Bring it all together. When you can unite it all, you bring it together, that is a melech. When every person in Kaisa feels a shaykhis to you, as the king, that's my king. You understand? He's, he understands me and my need. I want to be like him. I appreciate his greatness. That's a melech. That's a malchus. That's something we never see. Never. 
and someone tell you, a, a new rabbi comes into town immediately. One group hates him. Because he's the new rabbi. The other group likes him because he's the new rabbi. Doesn't matter anything else, you know? Someone told me this rabbi came in and a woman came up to him and said, you know, oh, rabbi, we're so glad that, you know, that you came. I hope you stay here forever. That's so nice, you know. Why do you say that? Well, we've had three rabbis and each one was worse than the one before. I hate to see what comes next. You understand? Such beautiful sentiments. You understand? <laughs> For people to come in and everyone say, yeah, I feel a connection. I feel a connection to that person who brings it all together that every single part of Kali Yisrael says, yeah, that's mine. When Yaakov Kamenetsky once said, how, how are you ever going to have Mashiach? So one person has to come in and say, I'm in charge. Who's going to accept them? So if he comes dressed like this group, that group will accept them. If he comes dressed like the other group, that group will accept them. But God's Christ going to accept one guy? So my answer to the cashier is he obviously has to be dressed so bizarre and different that, you know, like, you know, I'm coming to a big robe and a key around and nobody will be able to figure it out, you know. Between me and you, I think it's, I'm not Yitzchak, but I have no proof. But anyway, <laughs> but he's going to have to be someone who can unite God's Klaistra, right? Where everybody can say, yeah, 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 him. That's the job he has to have. Says, says of Yaakov Kamenetsky, do you know how he's going to do it? Just like it says by Esther, Hamalka, everyone looked at her and thought that she was one of them. That's what Malach Mashiach is going to be. Everyone will look and say, yeah, 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 he's one of us. You understand? Look at him, he's such a labadik, he's a guy, he's a chosid, you know. What are you talking about? Look at him, he came, mom, she was called 1201, he came in at 1201, he's a German Jew, you know what I mean? What do you mean, look over there, you know, listen to him, Havarai, he must be Svaidi. What are you talking about? That's not Svaidi, that's Demony. No, you don't know, he says, everybody will be seeing him, one of us. That's what a Melech has to do. He has to be able that everyone looks and says, yeah, he's one of us. He's, that's us. The, the point of connection. Kodesh Baruch's Malchus in the world means that every piece ties in to Kodesh Baruch Hashem is the Melech. And the only way that's going to come is an appreciation of the covenant of Kodesh Baruch the awe-inspiring might and power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and who He is, what He is, at least what we can understand. At least what we can understand. We say it three times a day in Shemona Esra. HaMara HaKero HaGadol HaGibar V'Hanayra Kero After we explain Gadol Gibar V'Nayra, we finish with Kero Having said all of that, he is so up there, I don't understand what he's talking he is beyond anything I can conceive. But at least in this world, all the pieces? Now, Ker El Yon, that's a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Shem Hashem, that is a Kodesh Baruch Hu's manifestation in this world. Atok Kodesh v'shimcha Kodesh. You're holy, your name is holy. Yeah, what does that mean? You're holy in your essence, but your essence is outside of the halal. You're outside of this world. Inside of this world is Shem Hashem. Yud Kei Vav Kei, with which this world came into existence, that's Shem Hashem. When we can see within the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kvod Malchusai, the honor that we have to give, the seriousness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu attachment is to everything in the world. Now we understand 
how we can be Megalic Lord Hashem the truth is it's the last piece in Pichiavos Pergvav Vashim Gimel Koma Shabara HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'olamo Lobra'i Elamekvaydai Shinema HaKar Nikra Bishbilch Vodi Barisim Yitaiti Vapasisiz Roma Hashem Yimloch Bi'olam Bo'er Everything that Hashem made He made for His couple For His honor Of course it doesn't mean For His honor it means that the kavod of Hashem is when Hashem will be revealed. He's hidden. He has to pull the curtain and reveal Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And when we do that, that's kavod Malchusai. That's the honor of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus in the world. That's our job. That's the role we have to play in the world. Every one of us has our piece to play. And if every one of us do what we're supposed to do. And every one of us will be Megalic for Hashem. Needless to say, that's why Rosh Hashanah has to come before Yom Kippur. Right? First we have to say, Hashem is the Malach. And then through a Sesame Shuvah, we can work ourselves up to Baruch Shem Kavod Machosayu Lom Vahed. First we have to get there. Interesting idea of shame. And Perek Dalit of Tehillim. Neish Adnech Fodilich Lima. My honor is embarrassed. Admasayat Tim Mabazimaisi, says Rashi. Till when will you keep embarrassing me? What do they say? Ha'isim is Ben Yishai. Benayim Ben Yishai. Kibayich Ha'atol Ben Yishai. Ain't shame? When someone doesn't have a name, that's the ultimate insult. Hey you! Hey guy! Mister! Person! Number 62! I have a name? Oh, you're na- I, I. We don't take the time to learn somebody's name? Of course not! It's just a person! Just a person! But if you understand this person is a world, this person deserves respect, this person has a role to play to, to be Begalat HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name in the world, let's reveal Hashem's name. He's not the all-powerful infinite force. Whatever that means. He's not Hey You. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the totality of the universe everything every move everything we do wherever we go whatever we are is all tied into HaKadosh Baruch Accomplish. is this sad? I want life for stuff <laughs> I want to live I want to, I want to have a long healthy life why? I don't want to be sick good and then what? then I want to go to the hospital good and then what? Then I'll live a long life. Yes, and I'll be happy. How? Because I won't be in the hospital. Okay. I wish I could tell you I'd make these things up. You know what I mean? These are like real life conversations. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time or not, but and the saddest question you ask people is you say, and if you had a week left to live, what would you do? I don't know. I'd probably, and they start dreaming dreams. Well, do you, do you have to have a week left to decide what to do with your life? What about this week? 
Not next week. What are you going to do? What are you, what are you doing here? What is your role in the concert of the universe to reveal the Baruch in the world? What are you going to do? Stop. That doesn't do it. If you understood that the Baruch was Melech and you wanted to be Megali, his covering, you wanted Shem Hashem to be one of the universe, what is your role to play? And we have to clarify it now. We're going to walk in on Yom Kippur and we're going to say, Hashem, forgive us. We're going to scream out, we want to reveal your force in the world. We want you to be one. We want everything to be united in your service. What am I going to do about it? What are we supposed to do? So, Yaakov Avinu is at the end of his life and he calls together his children. And he says to his children, I want to reveal the end of time. The end of time. When we will be megalic for Hashem in the world. I'm going to tell you the pieces that go together. Everything vanishes. Wait a second. Maybe, maybe you guys aren't going to play a piece. So the Fasemis, let's take a closer look. You know, everybody here is so different. Maybe you're all pulling in different directions. Maybe you don't all want to work together. What are we doing here? The Nakos Yaakov asked a series of questions on the Gemara we quoted. Yaakov said, Moshe didn't. Why didn't Moshe say it? And how does it help if you whisper, Hashem hears it anyway? And what's the Gnai? That was what we saw from the, from the Bas Melech. Right? We saw the pot cooking. What's the Gnai of saying, what's the embarrassment of Ruch Shem Kavod Malchus and how come on Yom Kippur you can say it out loud? The Nachos Yaakov, the Nesivas, so Yaakov and Elisa, they're all the same person. So ask these questions. And he says the following. We understand that our role in this world is to Megala, the Kfod Malchusai, to make the Shem Hashem Echad. That's our role. What do the others have to do? Monotheism. Teach people there's one God. There's one force. That's it. Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, the Shvatim. They didn't have to keep Torah. There's no Torah yet. They had to be Megala HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Yichud. So when Yaakov Avinu says, maybe you guys are not here, prepared to play the role you're supposed to play in the world, they said all they had to say to show that they achieved their Shlemus. Baruch Shame, excuse me, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Hashem There is one Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the world. That's it. And ya- and and Yaakov responded, Ruch Shem Kavod Machzolam Bed. Great. But Moshe Rabbeinu brought down the Torah. And now, if we want to do our role in the world, it's not enough to be a monotheist. We have to do more. We have to keep Torah mitzvahs. Says of Yaakov Melisa, it's not enough for us to say Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. It doesn't do it. If anything, that would be an insult. Because it implies we don't have to do anything except say there's one God. Poof! We're done. No! What about all the mitzvahs? 
What about all the Torah to learn? What about all the things we have to do in our life? There's so much more to do. Just saying Shema Yisrael for us is not enough. Yaakov could say it to his children because that's all they had to do. We have to keep Torah or Mitzvahs. Consequently, we can't say. Moshe couldn't say Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Olam because they would have implied we're finished. We were Megala Hashem in the world. We revealed God's greatness. Instead, what do we have to do? Shema Yisrael is just a step in the process. Why do we say Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Olam He says. The reason we say it is because it's almost a hope. It's a tefillah. Halavai. Halavai, I could do what they did. If, if only that would be enough. Just by saying, just by saying, Shema Yisrael. But I've got so much more to do. So we say it in an undertone. It's a halavai. It's a tefillah. I wish Hashem would be one. I wish I could do what the others did with Shema Yisrael by doing everything I have to do in Torah and Mitzvahs. Halavai. So why do we say it out loud? The Russian, he says. Why do we say it out loud on Yom Kippur? When we're confident that Hashem will forgive all of our sins, says the Nasivas, the only day of the year when we're confident that we're finally doing what we're supposed to do is on Yom Kippur, because Hashem has forgiven all of our sins. That's the only day when we can really be Megala Hashem in the world. And then we can say, out loud. Because we finally accomplished what we're supposed to accomplish. <coughs> That's the answer. That's the answer to the questions we had in Hilchas Kriyashma. But what did we say earlier? Didn't we say that back in Hilchas Yom Kippurim, the Torah doesn't say this. He says Moshe went up and he stole Bruch Shem Kavod Ba'ed and he... Why does he make this contradiction? And tonight, about an hour and a half before the Shia, because Baruch gave me the answer. He gave me a answer. It might be a Ruch Shkus. I can't say. I said it over so I won't say who because in case he was really just running down the street and he didn't want to take responsibility for it if I said it in public but he said to me very nice. Very nice tarots. It says the following. You know how we got Brook Shem Kavod Machusayim Ba'ed? Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim and stole it from the Malachim. But Yaakov already said Brook Shem Kavod Machusayim Ba'ed. He couldn't steal it from the Malachim. What did he steal? Everyone knows the Chazal. What did he steal? He went up to Shemayim to get the Torah. And the Malachim surrounded him and said, You will never take the Torah. A simple flesh and blood human being will kill you first. And so he had to steal the Torah from them. Hashem says, No, go ahead. Take your best shot. So Moshe says, Okay, guys. You want the Torah? Yeah. Malachim, Malachim, Shari, Fire, 
um, says, uh, honor your father and mother. You got a father and mother? Mm. No. Okay? Says, rest on Shabbos. Do you guys rest? Do you work? No. Okay, do you guys that? Uh, no. Um, keep kosher? No. Uh, keep uh, No. Okay, guess it's mine. Now, what? <laughs> what was going on over here? What was the Malachim thinking? What was... There it is. The Malachim had Torah up there. And they, on their level, were able to be... were able to make a Baruch Hu one of the Elyonim. Up in the highest stratospheres, in the spiritual realms. But they couldn't work down here. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, only we can work down here. Give it to us. We stole the Torah. Torah mitzvahs, like the Nachos Yaakov says. What was the Baruch Shem Kavod Ed that he stole? Not the statement. They knew that away from Yaakov. But when Yaakov said, Baruch Shem Kavod Ed, he said, My children have done everything they're supposed to do. Moshe says, We have to do everything we're supposed to do down here. Then we'll be able to say the real Baruch Shem Kavod Ed, and that'll bring Mashiach. When Torah and mitzvahs come down here and we do what we're supposed to do and everyone fulfills what they have to do, that's the end. But we fall short, don't we? Machzeshekel says, well, here's the question. Why did Torah bring two different reasons? He says it's really the same one. How could it be the same one? Unless the Baruch Shem Kavod Machusolulam Ba'ed that Yaakov said is the same Baruch Shem Kavod Machusolulam Ba'ed that Moshe took from the Malachim. It means revealing Hashem in the world, doing what I have to do. That's Torah. Only on Yom Kippur, like the Nachos Yaakov said, do we fulfill it. Only on Yom Kippur does Hashem say, the slate is clean. You've done everything you're supposed to do. Everything is complete. And we're there. The Mishnah in Yuma says, and we say it during the Avoda, the Kohen Gadda would go and say his vidoy, and he'd say the Shalom of Farish. And when the people heard the Shalom of Farish, they'd blow down, and then they'd lie on the ground, and they'd say, Baruch Shem Kibod Babusayalambed. Because it's only with the Vidoy, when the finally all the Chatayim are removed, that a Yid has the opportunity to say, Baruch Shem Kibod Babusayalambed. That's the only time you ever see the name of a Kodesh Baruch Hashem Kibod Babusay. Name out loud, and everyone responds. Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusolim Ba'ed. We're finally doing what we're supposed to do. Everyone's playing their role, and so somebody asked me, "So what happens if we don't do tshuva?" I understand when we do what we're supposed to do. When our Shema Yisrael is not just 
saying Hashem is one, but we're doing everything we're supposed to do. The Malachim respond, That's what they say. You guys are doing it down there. You took the Torah, you're doing your job. And if we don't do tshuva, and we can't scream, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Ed out loud. Not pasking halacha. I'm just saying that what we have to accomplish on Yom Kippur, we can't do. I said four years ago, before Yom Kippur, from Yitzhak Isaac Sheh, that there are tzaddikim, and there are rishayim, and there are benimim. And he explains based on a grow. What's the difference? A tzaddik, everything he does, pulls him to a Kodesh Baruch A Russia, everything he does, pulls him away. A Benini has pulled in two directions. That's us. We build with one hand and we tear down with the other. We're Megara HaKodesh Baruch in the world and then we cover him back up again. We're schizophrenic. We're totally inconsistent. We want to do the right thing. We do it for a while and then we fall. And we pick ourselves up and we fall and we try and we try. Comes Rosh Hashanah HaKadosh Baruch who says, you're a good guy. But for some reason you keep walking backwards. You take three steps forward and one backwards. I don't know why. Can you for one week? Can you for one day? Can you just during Nira? Can you for a moment open your heart and just push yourself in one direction? Then you go from a Benli to a Tzaddik. Yom Kippur is not easy. That's the reason someone said to me that nobody observes it anymore. Says, you know, right after Rosh Hashanah, everybody's buying schach. Everybody's buying the sukkah decorations. You know, this country that's always a unique experience because they get these pictures of some rebel who's wearing a red suit. You know what I'm saying? You know, little lights that blink on and off and snowmen. You know sukkah decorations. <laughs> and I, and I, only, I only want my sukkahs. Someone's brought a beautiful esrog to Hatzkel. He wanted to show it to him. Then he says to me, he says, look at the esrog I bought. He says, Reb, he, says, he said to him, he says, you finished already with the Sarasme Chuva and Yom Kippur, you're already up to Sukkot. I don't think it's that. I think it's just Yom Kippur is too hard. So he said, skip over it. Now, after two days of Rosh Hashanah and some Gedalia, you know, we're, we're finished. You know, Baruch Hashanah, get up in the morning to Slichos, that's enough. <laughs> I remember to put in all of my additions in front of Esrei, you know, I'm set. Had Kavana for the first line of Kriyashma. You know, go to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a certain sort of, for some people it's a sense of an ordeal. I just got to get through. How many hours left? When can we eat? Is this over? You know, oh, I just remembered I have to pick up something. You know, I have to get this. You know, what are we serving circus? You know, that, we're out of it already. One day, we got to pull ourselves together and in one direction say, Baruch Shem Kavod Machusori Olam Ba'ed Hashem, I want to play my part. It's hard to believe 
It's hard to believe that we'll finally get out of this. Hard to believe. Someone just told me from the Aruch that he writes, he doesn't ever remember when the first day Rosh Hashanah came out on a Shabbos that momentous events didn't take place that year. A momentous year. Momentous. What we can do on this Yom Kippur, I don't, I don't like to overstate things and I don't like to talk in very dramatic terms, but what we do this Yom Kippur can change the course of history. We can do unbelievable things. We just have to believe enough that we can play our part. And some person's going to play the first violin and someone's going to play the triangle. You don't get as big a part when you have a triangle. But needless to say, if you start ringing it at the wrong time, you ruin the whole symphony. Hold on to your triangle. Somebody will have the trombone. Somebody will have this. Somebody will have that. No one has an electric bass guitar. Just forget about that. <laughs> Everybody has their instrument that they have to play. Someone once said to me, mine's the kazoo. The seder, the kazoo. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got their part to play. You really believe that those Baruch is going to forgive me? Even if I'm less than perfect? But haven't you been saying Slichas all week? Yeah, but I was half asleep. What does it say? I what do we say? Hold on, Bruce, I was saying to Remember Hashem promised He's going to take us out. You promised you're going to take us out. Remember Hashem, you promised you'll bring us in the next row. You promised. You promised, you promised, you promised. You think Hashem won't keep it? A short while ago, someone brought me this book that has been out for about 25 years called Chicken Soup for the Soul. I was the last one to get a copy. So now already the stories are probably old, you know, new, new again, because I'm going to forget them. There was one story at the end that has just, just stuck with me so powerfully. There was an earthquake in Armenia. Flattened the country. Bam! Everything collapsed. And there was a father there in Armenia. And he... He said to his son throughout his short life, Son, I'll always be there for you. No matter what, I'll always be there for you. When the earthquake hit, his son was in school. And the father rushed into the street and he ran as quickly as he could and where there used to be a school was just a pile of rubble. And other parents came and looked and he looked around to try to remember where his son's classroom used to be. And he started removing brick by brick. And the parents tried to pull him away and said, Listen, there's nothing left. He says, Are you going to help me? If you're not going to help me, then just go away. They shook their heads and left. And he's sitting there in the middle after the earthquake. There's it. Brick by brick. The firemen came. They said, sir, there's danger here of gas, explosions, the whole place can go up. You must leave the area. He said, are you going to help me? If you're not going to help me, then leave. They shook their heads. Nobody would help them. They tried to talk him out of it. They left him. The whole day, the whole night, brick by brick by himself. And finally, morning came around and he heard a noise. 
and he called out his son's name and he heard a voice say dead and he says yes son how are you he says we're scared dad the kids are scared some few of them were killed but there was a pocket that was formed when the building collapsed he says well how are the kids doing they're fine dad because I told them my dad said he'll always be there for me and I knew you'd come he said son let me pull you out he said no dad take the other kids first I know you'll never leave me you think HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't have as much concern for us as an Armenian father Hashem says you'll never forget I'll never leave you there and I'll never abandon you and if we come to you on Yom Kippur and we say Hashem let us play our part in the world let us reveal your cousin we want to do what we want to do good we're inconsistent and good we fall short and good we make mistakes I'm sure this kid was not a perfect kid but his father said he would be there for him and a Kosh Baruch Hu Avinu Malkeinu Zachreinu remember us never forget us tomorrow night we have one day left less than a day to struggle to prepare ourselves to dress ourselves in white to come into shul and when Kriyashma comes around as best as we can like the Malachi Asharis like they know and they know what they're supposed to do and they do it with power and they say yes HaKadosh Baruch Hu I'm here to play my role in the world at least for one day at least for one day if we could do that well I don't have to question the Orach Laner that there will be big things happening this year but I think we could determine what kind of things there will be and in Mitzvah Hashem we and Gantz Klai Yisrael have a Nach Simatayim